I can see your voice. Have you I, seen that, Ben? No. <laughs> that doesn't seem like something that Benny would be fucking sitting down to to lock into on Wednesdays at eight. <laughs> is this? Oh, is this a thing? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like American Idol, but dumber. It's, it's, yeah. Then no, then no. It's like it's like the it's like, it's like the masked singer, but 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 a more highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> so the pre- the premise behind this show is you have these two people. It's a game show. <clears throat> And you have like one person competing to win a hundred thousand dollars, and the idea is, is that there's a bunch of uh, singers, right, on stage, and they go on stage and they perform, but they're technically lip syncing. They're not actually singing into the microphone right away. And the idea is, is that the the person competing in the show has to te- like be able to find out like is that person actually singing and are they good or is their voice like super like superimposed like is there is there like a fake voice that pre- that's pretending to be good and they have to see like oh is this person just pretending to be a good singer or are they actually a good singer and they have to like systematically eliminate the ones who they think are the bad singers and at the end they have this big reveal to see if the person that they chose is actually a good singer or not and if the person that they chose is a good singer then they win money it's it's absurd it's, it's not it, that's it's absurd a, the fucking television is a mass lobotomy is all it is right now <laughs> that's all it is it's a fucking big old frontal lobotomy uh, you know what? we should actually save this as a we should actually save this as a show for another day okay? oh my christ yeah best tv music show mm. <laughs> that's what we'll go with if you win a hundred thousand dollars yeah yeah which that. one's the best like what's your mount rushmore of fucking reality show like, singing tv right now makes benny hill look like fucking david Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> Fucking <laughs> honest to God. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVee, Mark LeFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. This is Black Sheep Radio. It's a Thursday episode, another music episode with Paul Morris. It's a Halloween-inspired music episode. Um, I think today we were going to go through uh, our top ten list of the best um, Halloween ambience tracks to play around your uh, spooky mansion outside <laughs> when people are trick-or-treating, I think, right? Like, we're going to go Spook Tunes number three yeah. is number one on my list like, for sure. I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's number four. Oh, it's, it's number four on that. It's track. It's track four. Check it out. <laughs> I gotta admit, I'm so damned intrigued as to uh, what Mr. Morris has cooked up today. Because I, uh, we, well, we were saying yesterday, Polly, we looked at this uh, this list that you sent us. I got all excited because there's something t- from Tom Waits off Bone Machine. But I'm I'm racking my brains yesterday, thinking what's he going after here. So. Oh, I'm not sure what song you're talking about, um, but um, uh, I want you guys to go first because mine is kind of, you know, I, I think of Halloween is like a horror movie. Okay. And, and horror movies can be very subversive. They can take you to a real dark place. And uh, I also think about these people who really throw their houses into the whole occasion about Halloween. When you step up to somebody's house to go trick-or-treating and they have got the whole house decked out, they have put a lot of 
Like they're treating this like damn serious. So when I came to my Halloween music, I came up with two different categories here. Okay. One that is the horror movie that is music that I've created. And another one of novelty songs around werewolves. <laughs> oh, nice. So I okay. The songs I'm talking about here. So one is funny and one I, I explain this, what I call the killer's suite to my cousin and she kind of looked at me and says that's pretty freaking dark <laughs> <laughs> so l- let me get into the whole thing we know the best horror movies are the ones that don't jump out that there's all this tension that's kind of built it's what you don't see that sometimes builds that kind of tension yes and uh, yeah there's the I mean don't get me wrong there are plenty of horror and thrasher movies that are repulsive and, and they work because of that you know but i picked some songs that kind of are on the creepy side of thing and what's common through all four songs and i'm going through here is that most of them the base of the songs is one or two notes that are repeated through the entire thing okay Okay. that is kind of like that is kind of like the soundtrack these are low key songs and they're the essential thing that connects them is they're all about or they're all about men who are about to lose it and do lose it and in the end, go to hell. <laughs> there has nice. to be a little bit of comic book finish lines. So my first song is the unlikely choice of State Trooper by Bruce Springsteen. Mr. State Trooper, please don't stop me. It's about a guy who is his light. You can tell that his he's about to snap. He's that guy. He's driving in his car and he's about to lose it. He, the great thing about the song, Springsteen's song here, is that uh, he doesn't give away exactly what's going to take place, but you know that this guy is going out tonight and something really bad is going to happen. What makes a song great is that it's just two notes for three minutes. Now, it's based on a song that's coming up in just a few minutes here. It's definitely inspired by a song called Frankie Teardrops by a band called Suicide, which is part of my suite here, but I'm going to get to that next. My next song is Riders on the Storm. And when I get back to that whole thing about two notes, that's called three notes. The marvelous thing about this song is not the piano solo, but the bass and drums that runs through the whole thing. Jim Morrison and everything else is going. You listen to these two guys, the bass player, whoever they hired, and uh, Johnny Densmore. It's great. We're listening for seven minutes. These guys jamming on those three notes. But again, it's a choir. It's really cinematic. And in fact, all these songs in here are really cinematic here. What's great about it is Jim Morrison's ghost vocal. You know, he does the riders on the storm, but he also whispers the same lyrics over. It sounds like a ghost is in the song. Mm. Now, the song was inspired by uh, a spree killer named Billy Cook. He was a hitchhiker in California who killed six people, including a young family, while hitchhiking in California. So that is the basis of the song itself. What makes it also great is the fact that you have you have a thunderstorm taking place through the whole thing, like a freaking horrible, scary night, which I absolutely love. The next song is, well, here's, here's how it reads on Wikipedia. They say, this track uh, has received critical attention due to both its disturbing nature and the way it's done. Nick Hornby in his book, 31 Songs, described this song as something that you would only listen to once. 
Springsteen said it as his inspiration for his album, Nebraska. Pitchfork, you know them, the website, they said that this is the track that gets the most ink. It's kind of like the taxi driver of music. (laughs) (laughs) And And Lou Reed said this is a song that he had wished that he had written. So the song is called Frankie Teardrop. That's the name of the character. And uh, the band is called Suicide. And they're an electronic band. And once again, it's just three notes that runs through this nine-minute epic song. And And Alan Vega plays this guy like the Springsteen character who loses it. He ends up, during the song, killing his six-month-old baby and his wife. And at the end of the song, he has a meeting in hell. Which brings me to my four, which brings me to my fourth song in the killer suite here, which is Black Sabbath's Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And the song begins with Ozzy saying, "What is this that stands before me? A figure in black, which points at me. Turn around quick and start to run and find out I'm the chosen one." Oh no! And it begins again with a rainstorm and a tolling bell, and Ozzy is condemned to hell. That is the killer suite. And when you listen to it all the all the way through, it is like the soundtrack to a musical horror show. It's freaking dark and it's great. That sounds you awesome. Have, you have to so uh, awesome. The 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 uh, the track that I had there called Frankie Teardrops, you should listen to that one on its own. And Alan Vig is the lead singer of it, and he is he is that nervous guy losing it, and the screams and the yelps like you feel like this is in a song. It's great performance art. So there you go. So uh, State Trooper by Springsteen, Riders on the Storm by The Doors, Frankie Teardrop by Suicide, and Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. I like it. Yeah, see, I picture Paul, I picture, like, if I put Paul's songs onto my Halloween playlist, every time one of them comes on, I'm going to be like, shut up, shut up, I want to listen to it. <laughs> well, it's one of those. <laughs> like, it's not like mine. Mine is just well, obvious. I mean, and I've got, I've got other stuff, right? I mean, I totally agree, but this, I wanted to, I was thinking kind of like the person who scores a movie, you know, yeah, who scores a great cool. TV show. What are you going to put in this? It's really... The music helps define what happens on the screen. In this case, there are no pictures, but I found songs that were really, really cinematic. This is not for your Halloween party, for sure. This is to scare the shit out of you. Like, when I was a kid, music used to scare me. You know, yeah. Black Sabbath scared me when I heard that stuff, man. Like, And a lot of people, they talk, they talk about that song, Black Sabbath. And they said, yeah, that was, yeah, that's that puts the darkness in the music in a way that I had never seen before. You know, um, you know what song scared the shit out of me when I was a kid was Welcome to the Machine. Oh, yeah. Like that scared the that song scared the bejesus out of me. Like I really didn't know what it was about, but my dad had it cranked in the the Rambler or whatever he was driving those days. And that song scared the bejesus out of me. I thought that was going to happen to me. Yeah, I was like, wow, this sounds cool. What's this about? And my dad told me, I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> you say that, Paul. Paul and I were talking about that before we started today was uh, my dad had uh, a Krista Berg album and it had the song Spanish Train on it. Like Krista Berg is definitely not uh, a horrifying ghoul writer or anything, but uh, <laughs> no. he, uh, he's got a song called Spanish Train where the devil and uh, God are playing poker for the for the fate 
state of mankind. And I just remember being a kid and it's a very, it's an epic song. Like it's just one of those, like he's, he's telling, he's telling quite the story in this tune. So uh, I definitely hear you on that one. That's, yeah, on, that's on that's on my list of Halloween songs. As far as far as Pink Floyd is concerned, I still remember like it's uh, the first time I ever um, watched that uh, live at Pompeii concert, <laughs> and oh, yeah. they, they played uh, "Careful with That Axe, Eugene" with yeah. that like blood curdling squeal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 crazy. I one of the coolest. This isn't. I don't know if this is linked to Halloween, but it's. You know, there's a lot of crossover between the occult and music in general, like whether it's, um, uh, uh, what's his name? The, the guitar player from Led Zeppelin, uh, Jimmy Page is like obsession with like Alistair Crowley, Crowley and like the occult and all that stuff and whatever. Um, one of the cool things that I always was stuck on when I was a kid, um, and trying to learn guitar, maybe, maybe it was just a little, it was a little, uh, you know. I wondered if I would make the right decisions with Robert Johnson, where there's that whole mystique surrounding mm. him, where you know he 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 was a menial guitar player, uh, blues guy. Uh, I think it was in like the 20s or 30s is when he was when he was you know around or whatever. Anyways, and um, just disappeared for a couple of years, and out of nowhere came back, and he was like this virtuoso playing the the guitar like nobody had ever heard before. And there's like this whole thing about, and he, I mean, I guess played into it that he sold his soul to the devil in order to, you know, play, um, play up to what he, he was, he was capable of and what he inevitably ended up being capable of. Um, and it's really, it, what's really funny is when you listen to his music, I mean, it, it's very haunting kind of just based on the way that it was recorded mm -hmm. for one, but also with like that whole sold the soul to the devil thing. Um, and it's, and it's funny in contrast when, when you compare, you know, what used to pass as scary music back in the twenties versus what passes as scary music now when you can, when you, you go from, you know, the black, like black Sabbath to kiss to now it's like guar, you know what I mean? I don't even know if guar is around anymore. I think no. that one guy passed away, but, yeah. uh, um, you know, it is, it's, you know, it's evolved you know, quite a bit. Yeah. Some of that stuff is kind of like, you know, like Halloween, you dress up to look, to look frightening, you know? Mm. Uh, but it really in your everyday life, you're just a regular sap like all the rest of us. You know? <laughs> and, and the guys in Guar and Kiss are laughing the entire time. They're, you know, the guys in Black Sabbath are the nicest guys in the world. They just wanted to create music that sounded like a horror movie. That was the whole reason they did it. Admittedly, one of the guys in the band, like Jimmy Page, Geezer Butler, the bass player, he was into the occult in the whole Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath story. <laughs> Uh, is his adventure into that's a dream that he had, you know, so. I know it's kind of hokey, but I have to throw Bella Lugosi's dead in from Bauhaus. I, you have to put it in there. It's it's a little over the top, gothy, but I mean, it, it came to mind as soon as uh, Polly mentioned, you know, just one or two notes sort of thing. I'm like, doom, doom, doom. That's that whole song is based on that. And Peter Murphy's a little over the top with the, you know, the gothy sort of singing style. But that's kind of how he sang to begin yeah. with. And yeah, I, I would definitely throw that in on my, I, I guess, spooky tunes. And as a real quick aside, um, you would you would mention uh, um, people who do up their houses for trick or treating. Yeah. So my parents do their house up it's ridiculous. It's lit up to the point where it could bring in ships from sea with <laughs> blow ups. And, you know, it's kind of fun 
Yeah. But but the houses, just as a public service announcement, it's supposed to be for kids. People who do up their houses where, you know, they have a zombie standing out at the end of the driveway who doesn't say anything to the kids as they pass. You're, you're getting it all wrong. Okay. I, there, in that neighborhood I used to live in, uh, I got up one day and there's a tree out in front of their house. And from the tree were um, three dozen baby dolls hanging by hey. nooses from the tree. It's just like somebody is pretty dark. I laughed at it and then I looked at it and said, Oh man, that's pretty sick, man. You know, with no clothes on, some of them, you know, it's like, you know, the little baby so it's like, wow. Yeah. It's, it's 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 not, you know, it's not some inflatable ghost that you get at Canadian tire that was out there. Somebody actually got a bunch of old baby dolls yeah. and and tied string and nooses around them and hung them from their tree. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're standing at your door with a bowl full of candy <laughs> and kids are at the end of their dri- uh, the driveway and, and you, you know, the parents are pushing them saying, mm-hmm. go, go ahead. It's okay. And the kids <laughs> recoiling like they don't want to come near you. You got it wrong. <laughs> you, you, you got it wrong don't <laughs> that annoys me sorry that, that was an aside but it had to be That's said great. as well i just i just wanted me. to say as well chris mentioned uh that the whole uh selling your soul to the devil to become a good uh, good guitar player there is a very funny saturday night live skit with will ferrell where will ferrell is the devil and it's an episode where garth brooks was the musical guest and he's sitting in his uh, he's sitting in his bedroom and he's trying to he's trying to write a song garth brooks is and he's just he's like ah, i'd sell my soul to be able to write a song and then like Oof, and Will Ferrell comes in dressed like the devil and he's going to teach him how to play guitar, but he can't, he can't play guitar worth a shit. And like the song, the songs he's coming up with are fucking terrible. It's so funny though. And you can picture Will Ferrell obviously over the top as the yep. devil. So if you ever get a chance, it's usually on that like best of Will Ferrell collection. You got to oh, check okay. that out. Okay, Will I'll Ferrell as the devil teaching Garth Brooks how to play. It's so funny. Like <laughs> I, I really, truly hope when I get there, I hope Will Ferrell is the devil. I really, oh. you know, wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> um, Frank the tank. Frank the tank. That's all he does. Makes you do funnels all day. Yeah. Speaking like, of sa- uh, Saturday Night Live Halloween specials, there's, there's the, the, the one that I that I always go back to. And I think the Internet generally goes back to as well as the David S. Pumpkins skit with Tom Hanks. I don't know if you ever heard that one where it's like I've seen that. He, he, op- he operates a, a haunted elevator, essentially. And the, and the idea is he's it's like a haunted house and you hop into the elevator and he takes you to like all these different like terrifying floors but they're not like they're not scary in any capacity at all like it's like like show tune stuff you, i don't know you got it's impossible to describe because yeah. it's so weird but um yeah he's tom hanks plays this guy named david s pumpkins who runs like this haunted elevator <laughs> ha- slash haunted house thing it's ridiculous i mean you, they usually yes. they usually bring I, it back I, yeah yeah, I, yeah it's pretty fun yeah it's probably on <laughs> like, this, it wouldn't be it would surprise me if it's on thursday night sometimes some of these these specials are on thursday or friday yeah. nights before the the Saturday broadcast. So yeah, maybe check the listings. Maybe it's on tonight. I don't know. Mm. 
I uh, I like what you said, Paulie, and I didn't even think about it. Now that you said it, I look at my list. I'm like, yeah, that Halloween songs are good kind of creep out songs are very simple. Like there's not a lot of complexity to them. It's usually mm-hmm. just one or two notes back and forth. And as I look at my list, I'm looking at like I have tubular bells on here. The, oh, yeah. the theme music from The Exorcist, which is very much that same very ominous very repetitive i've got what's weird about the thing that's weird about that is uh tubular bells is mike oldfield and that record when i was growing up as a kid that album came out a wholly instrumental record and it came out it was it there's something really cool kind of cool about it but it was only when the exorcist came out and they used it in that movie did it take on its evil character it, it, yeah, became, true. it be, kind of became something else when i listen to tubular bells it's kind of benign you know it's just kind of yeah it's you know, i love the riff i love the way it builds and trades yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a real trip but as soon as you put the exorcist into yeah. that equation it's like oh as soon as i spew pea soup all over your face while you're listening to it then all of a sudden <laughs> it's a different song altogether uh, I, I said yesterday, I watched The Exorcist, the first, I don't know, half hour of it as a kid. I've never gone back to watch it since. I think that movie could make the backpack song from Dora the Explorer scary. Like, Sunshine, lollipops. Um, the other one the other one here that is like, obviously the entire thing is very repetitive is uh, the Halloween, like from the movie Halloween. That it's like, again, it's just... Yeah. It's uh, it's very simple, but it's very. I mean, you hear it, you know right away what it is. Uh, yeah, one of the things, Mark, you said uh, yesterday you haven't uh, not to not to out you in front of Paul because I feel like Paul's going to be uh, horrified that you haven't seen this movie. But you haven't seen. You said you haven't seen The Shining. No, um, yeah, no. Uh, me neither. No, and it was on TV last week, and I missed it. No, I've not seen it. Yeah, you and I should snuggle up and watch this Shining one night together. Gentlemen, the opening music to that movie. The whole thing, yeah. Is yeah. It's I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I've also wow. seen the Simpsons episode, The Shinning, yeah. where, they, mm-hmm. uh, where they spoof it. So same idea. Uh, so so um it's it's Stanley Kubrick obviously and uh, uh the the mu- the the music um for the shining is kind of a character in and of itself in that movie like it's it's cool. like not music at all like it, it's it it's sounds. it's really like yeah it's like screechy violin sounds and it's yeah. really off-putting and they use it really effectively in that movie it's one of those things that like film geeks really dissect uh and and, and it's been recreated um, but Chris, you know what I'm talking about. The music they're playing through yeah. the opening credits as they're driving towards the lodge. It is. It's just. It's amazing. It's so ominous. Like it. It. it you. You hear the music and you know. Okay, something really bad's about to happen. You, <laughs> yeah, you just. Yeah. You just know. It just has that. That's sound really cool that they can do that with music too. That they can like they yeah. really set a set a real feeling with it it's and i think uh, horror, horror is a great uh, horror and comedy i think would be good uh, for sure. examples of how that music can just be twisted to really that's, set it set a mood that's the marvel of cinema when you really pay attention the best creators are doing just that they're looking at every every you know olfactory sense that you have and if you're not playing on you playing on senses with your music then you're missing huge opportunity even a movie like i, I remember seeing the social network you know the story about facebook yep. and the opening credits are running and i said wow and the music there's such a doom 
doom tone to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I said, isn't this about Facebook? <laughs> and I said, you know, and then I looked and then I waited for the credits Irony. to roll. And of course, it's it's Trent Reznor who did the thing to it. But he yeah. said before we even get into the whole creepy story about Facebook, uh, he had already set the tone with the music. And that's why it's so important. That's kind of what we're talking about here. Yep. Right? All yeah. this crazy ass music, you know? Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. If- Go, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Oh, no. I, I was just going to say, like, there, there's certain movies like uh, Blade Runner is another good example yes. of, like, I mean, it's not yeah. necessarily a horror movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, like, Amazing it's dark. book, too. It's, ne- yeah, never for sure. Seen oh, no? Read, the, read the book, man. Read the book, buddy. It's so good. It both holds up, man. Yeah, I both say of them both, are insane. Both Blade Runners are great. Yeah, yeah, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, Chris, you're absolutely right. It's like that music is like this synth wave, spooky stuff that just really sets the tone for the movie. Mm. And it's not a horror movie at all. Um, or you look at like you know, Alien. I don't know if you ever see if you guys have ever yeah. seen Alien, but so like good. that's there's a movie. It just uses silence. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. it's so wild because um, yep. space is just like yeah, so cool. And so, if, we're, if we're doing Doors tunes, I got to throw the end in as well. Yep. Mm. Uh, the killer awoke before dawn. He put his boots on like that. that it's got it's it, the, the, the music itself is scary, but the um, the lyrics are kind of creepy. Yeah, the imagery little, and stuff. Little creepy. For sure. um, I think, Chris, you kind of brought it up and we were kind of setting this whole thing. You were going to get into the devil in the music mm. uh, discussion. I think I want to end it here with. Uh, going back to Black Sabbath, they had something called the the tritone, the the uh, the devil's chord. Oh, the devil's chord, yeah, right. yeah. Um, I'm not a music guy. I know it's an inversion of a chord, but yeah. it is the basis of that song, Black Sabbath. And I can't I even it, play an F. Never mind the devil's chord. Uh, and I think it's called. Uh, Dia- Diabolus in Musica is the Latin for it. Of course, it's in Latin, just to make it even more sinister. <laughs> uh, I want to turn this upside down. I want to get away from creepy things because I think part of Halloween is being stupid and goofy. You know what I mean? And uh. I picked a, a bunch of songs that were inspired by, uh, speaking about Saturday Night Live, Tracy Morgan. Uh, the song is called I can't say Werewolf Bar Mitzvah Werewolf Bar Mitzvah (laughs) Boys Becoming Men Men Becoming Wolves This is actually a product of uh, 30 Rock when uh, Tracy Morgan played Tracy Jordan on that particular show and I've been listening to this goofy song it's a great novelty song and I just discovered yesterday that it it's not Tracy Jordan on the song. It's actually uh, Don Glover or the Childish Gambino yeah, who does a great does a great uh, Tracy Morgan impersonation. My second uh, werewolf, my second werewolf song is from the Tragically Hip. <coughs> I'm, a werewolf, I'm a werewolf baby. baby. Yep. Uh, what is this? Uh, I'm a werewolf baby, and here I come. I lose control. I just can't stop. You look so good, like a big pork chop. Ripped my pants, ripped my shirt. I'm going to eat your mother for dessert. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, it's a terrible song. It's a terrible song. It truly sounds, is. Sounds like it. <laughs> it's, it's, on, it's on their first EP, the one with uh, Small Town Bring Down and Last American Accent. Yeah. And it, it's not a great song. No, it, but it's, they can't, it's, they can't it's, all be hits. Uh, Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon, of course. 
so many great lines in that song. And the one I kind of discovered when I do these lists, I don't like to do research, but I decided to do research and I came across uh, a, a punk band from Calgary. They're called the Browns. And the song is called I'm an American werewolf in Calgary. <laughs> and their website says, uh, he's part of the expletives here. The best band in the fucking world, you fuckers. <laughs> and like, the, and like the Ramones, uh, they all have the same last name. Charlie Brown is on vocals. Bo Ban- Bo Bandy Brown is on guitar. Hash Brown plays drums. Hash Brown. <laughs> and Johnny Mac Brown plays bass guitar. If Chris, oh if Chris just smoked more my hash, people. I'd be calling him Hash Brown. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. For sure. <laughs> I'm an American werewolf in Calgary. So don't fuck with me is the chorus. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so there are four werewolf songs for a thing. I think you got to be stupid when it comes to, to Halloween as well, too. Instead of, like I said, like the killer suite that I created at the beginning, the horror movie and music, you know. There's, there's definitely, you can tell a lot about, um, you know, a person's personality by the by the way that they decide to celebrate Halloween, whether it's the goofy side or the creepy side, mm-hmm. you know. Um, do you are you guys? I know Ben. I know the answer for Ben. I hate Halloween. Do you do you guys decorate? Like, are you decorators? No. Like, are you decorate? You're not at all. Yeah, yeah we decorate. We de- well, we got kids, so we decorate. Yeah, of fair course. enough. So, Mark, like, do you have, like, a big fun house going, or what do you got going on? No, you know what I mean? Most of the decorations we have around the house are uh, things that the kids made at daycare or at school. So, it's, you know what I mean? The uh, yeah. the uh, pl- paper plate pumpkin and stuff like that. We've got some decorations outside. We've got the little... You know, we go to... Basically, I, I think there's, there's kind of different groups of people in terms of Halloween decorating. There's people that go to uh, Michael's. To purchase their their Halloween decorations, and there's people that go to Dollarama to purchase their Halloween decorations. <laughs> We're a Dollarama family. We yeah. we have like the cheap little uh, tombstones out on the yeah it says boo and stuff like that out on the lawn and the little ghosts and stuff like that, but not uh, not the not the zombie with the blood dripping out of his mouth and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, our neighbor actually has a bunch of that kind of stuff. So we just, I, I live vicariously through her decorations because mm. she bu- she buys the high end shit that I can't afford. I, was just, I mean, we have a kids Halloween, just like my, my, my list of songs is like, I mean, the songs that we listen to at, at Halloween are the Ghostbusters theme song. How can yeah. you go wrong with that? Uh, this is Halloween by Jack Skellington. Like, it's a great tune. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this one, but it's called Five Little Pumpkins Sitting on a Gate. And uh, my daughters do a great rendition of that one. So Hilarious. <laughs> that's my, that's my yeah. Halloween list. Oh, yeah, that's a great list. You know, like all those things. Thriller by Michael Jackson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. those are Stone Cold Monster Classics, Mash. man. Monster <laughs> Mash, yeah, yeah. When's somebody going to write a song about emptying a pumpkin? Because that has got to be the most disgusting oh. annual ritual in the I world. I hate it. I hate oh, it. You're, just, you're a musician. You'd write it. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Like, that is just, it's the most, to make my kids happy, I I have to do the equivalent of, like, reaching in the window of a car crash. Like, like, uh, Pretty much the same thing, I can imagine. If I I was an EMT, I'd be like, yeah, it's the same thing. For sure. I'm sorry, but I, seriously, I at Halloween, I go to my, my hovel at the top of Mount Crumpet. I am the Grinch. 
I just, I just, I don't get it. I hate to say this too much. Uh, and one of the reasons I don't do much is it's too much work. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. How about the families? How about the families that insist on like picking the seeds out of the pumpkin guts and then toasting them? Like, I've done that. Do it's you? Yeah, it's it's, it's it's not worth it, man. Just go no. to bulk, just go just go to the bulk barn and buy them there. Pumpkin seeds, pumpkin seeds suck. <laughs> That's what I don't get. It's like it's not even like they're like really that great they they get stuck in your teeth and they're dry seeds, and you need like suck. a bucket people, of water yeah people that eat sunflower that, that sucks too you just have like wood in your mouth like i feel like yeah. i'm just chewing on wood chips to get like <laughs> it's like it's like when you get chicken balls from a chinese food restaurant and the majority is batter and there's only a little bit of chicken that's the way i feel about sunflower seeds there's a I wood love chip that, though i love chicken uh, balls so, but oh, um, chicken balls yeah i'll yeah. fight my way through that but it's <laughs> I always felt uh, bad for yeah. the kid who, like, two days after Halloween, showed up with their bag of toasted pumpkin seeds. It's like, well, fuck, I got an O. Henry, so blow me with your pumpkin seeds. <laughs> yeah. get, get away from me. Get what out of here, dork. Yeah. And thus, thus began Ben's downward spiral of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> blow I was, me. Uh, I got a fucking O. Henry. <laughs> I was watching a cooking show last year, and uh, they were talking about baking pumpkin pies and why not since you're carving it up why don't you turn that pumpkin into a pumpkin pie and the chef told you how to do it and in the end he just says you know what just buy the freaking stuff you yeah. get at the supermarket it's just a hell of a lot easier i mean you can do it but it's a lot of work converting that pumpkin into a pumpkin pie filling you know which yeah, is mostly crazy. sugar which is mostly sugar and cream and spices anyway so <laughs> The only, the only other one question that I wanted to ask a Halloween themed stuff um, is for Paul is what would you say is the creepiest or scariest live performance that you've ever actually gone to see mm. in person? Mm. Manson? You saw Manson. Yeah, I was going to say you saw Manson, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I saw Manson, but that was more, uh, you know, his. It was acoustic. Of, <laughs> um, pardon me? It was his acoustic set. <laughs> um, I think it was, to, uh, yeah, it was, it was Manson. You know, here he is at a pulpit ripping pages out of the Bible. The, what was more frightening was the crowd zig heiling back to him uh. during the show. And it's got, I don't want to make this turn this into something bigger than it nearly needs to be. But when, before I saw Man Manson, the music that was playing through the PA system was Pink Floyd's "The Wall," and I thought that's kind of weird. You know how was how was the Wall related to Manson? Oh, is it ever? You know, if you take a look at the themes, especially when you see them in the Pink Floyd Wall movie, where rock music can become fascism. All you there's that there's that song in the thing. You know. Are there any queers in the house tonight? Get them up against the wall. And quoting the song, of course, and the crowd does everything that the lead singer tells them to do. And when you see that scene in the Wall movie, sure enough, it looks like it's Roger, Waters, Roger Waters is recreating a uh, uh, is recreating Hitler. And sure enough, Manson recreates that very same thing. What better way to get under people's skin? Yeah, Tear up the Bible. Mm -hmm. And get people yeah. to zig heil you back, and watching the audience repeat, get to do the things that he wanted them to do. I said, "Oh, this is frightening. This is like 
rock music can make you do shit that you really shouldn't do that you never Wild. would do in your regular day life and i'm going Wild. and a part of me think it's it's just musical theater it's just concert theater when we leave this we won't behave that way but it shook me that one man's really is such a smart dude too he for sure like he for sure got off on that from an intellectual and from like a sociological standpoint like the fact that people would would like he's he's like the Borat of rock. <laughs> like he just gets people to completely buy in on it. It's good. Now, now, Chris, the the biggest fail Crazy. I ever saw in an attempt to be horrible was when I saw Blue Oyster Cult, and <laughs> one of their one of their big songs is Godzilla. They have oh, another no. song besides Don't Fear, Don't oh, Fear yeah. the Reaper. So Godzilla was before Don't Fear the Reaper, <laughs> and so God so they. So during the concert, they wheel out this paper mache recreation of Godzilla that's probably, I don't know, twenty feet tall, and it's the it's, so it's the Godzilla monster, and it doesn't walk. It's just literally paper mache on a on a on a on a, a dolly of, on a dolly that they roll out, <laughs> and Godzilla's eyes are two headlights or two of those lights that you would buy at Canadian Tire that flash on and off. Oh, the Godzilla nice. mouth drops down like with a clunky which you can hear through the music and out comes the smoke machine right and then the head kind of tilts this way and it kind of tilts this way and it turns this and then the jaw drops and the smoke what comes out i go what oh my year god was this no uh, the 80s i think you know yeah, way past no. but it was just like Really, like this is this this is like something you would see in a high school production of the Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what it was like, and you could practically see the two guys in behind pushing. <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeak! I know some of you. Uh, one of you has not seen Spinal. This is Spinal Tap. Stonehenge. The Stonehenge scene, yep. which is inspired by a lot of these ridiculous fails, but yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Manson on the good side, Bluister Cult. Oh. Epic fail. <laughs> and Godzilla, I mean, that that's not thats not a thing of the past. Rob Zombie did something with a song called Super Beast. Yep. That was the same sort of thing. It was just this big lumbering oh. thing Rob that Zombie, came out. Rob, Rob, Rob Zombie's music is is Halloween horror music, you know, yeah, like yeah. Dragula, you know, based he's on... The, he's a great like, crossover. Like, he does... His, his horror movies are fantastic. Yeah, yeah, like he's he's done a great job with the Halloween movies. Those like House of a Thousand Corpses, like those are those are solid uh, slasher slash horror movie type movie. Like they're he's he's, he's great. He's great. He's super, totally super, into it. I know. Super smart dude too. Yeah, right on. He he's uh, largely like the 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 Halloween movie that he made is usually largely recognized as the best Halloween movie of the series. It's like that one. Yeah, yeah, he just he he did it's a, it's a it's a real cool uh, re reimagination of uh, of something. Like it's better than the remake that they did of Nightmare on Elm Street or the remake mm -hmm. that they did of Friday uh, the 13th. This one stands alone. I've only seen Rob Zombie like well in person without the makeup on once and I was kind of shocked by what he's a good-looking man. Yeah. Like yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a handsome dude. Hey, I I saw him come out of the dressing room backstage after a show. I'm like that Who's that? Yeah, Holy he's not shit. like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Marilyn Manson's not <laughs> a good look, a good no. looking dude. No, <laughs> Brian Warner. He, yeah, that's Brian yeah, Warner. He got yeah. in, he got into rock to try and get girls. <laughs> Rob Zombie already mm -hmm. got girls. <laughs> I was going to say the scariest thing Ben uh, uh, for Ben about Rob Zombie was his attraction to him. That was that's what was so scary. <laughs> it, was, it, it scared him a little. Even without his makeup. 
Especially without makeup. You know, if it wasn't for Benicio Del Toro, I might switch teams for you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I interviewed Rob Zombie in person one day, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's a, I think we all know he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, uh, super like cerebral. A, yeah. That is a real. Um, you know, that's just a real game that he's playing with the zombie character, you know? Yeah. Very cool. Very awesome. Nice. I got some songs to add to my Halloween playlist. Like I said, though, Polly, all your songs, like I need to listen to them. They're not, I can't have them playing at a party because I just tell everyone to shut up so I could listen to it for three minutes. Yeah, the, or be the, like, the this one, one's nine minutes. Don't, don't talk uh, for nine uh, more minutes. And, and, that, and it's the part of it is like, yeah, they, uh, some of them are really long. The Springsteen song is the shortest of them all. And uh, that kind of kind of sets the table for the four songs that I proposed. So really, cool. By the end of it, you may be pissed off at me completely that I bored you to tears with it. But I think if you sink into it and let it kind of take you over a little bit, uh, I think it's there. The the uh, Frankie Teardrop song is pretty freaking disturbing. Like Nick Hornby said, you only need to listen to this one once. <laughs> I want to throw Polly from Nir- uh, Nirvana in too before we uh, wrap up. That, yeah, that, that's super a, creepy. That's a creepy song. It, yeah. it, I mean, it's you know, it's 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 written from the perspective of the serial rapist, and it's yeah. it's it's a pretty dark song. Yeah, yeah, it's Agreed. a pretty dark song. They don't play it on the radio very much. Mm, no. I used to play it on hits, actually. I, I know you guys did. <laughs> hits, hits was always hits was always. I'd be I'd flick it on and be like, "Holy fuck!" They don't play this cut very often. No. Good, good for no. you guys. Well, you're playing track number six instead of just the first three. Oh, there's another guy I, I think deserves a definitely a mention. Since you mentioned Rob Zombie and his house of whores, uh, is Alice Cooper. And yeah, Alice Cooper he was like the first built one. A, built a career basically picking up. The whole idea is he wanted to create a, you know, musical theater show built on horror. Yeah. And he was the guy that had uh, was hanging baby dolls and had guillotines yeah. on stage. His, dad, his dad's a minister, and, is he and, not? And back back in the 70s, I remember that used to scare the crap out of people. You know what I mean? It was, And he's laughing the whole way, you know. But, uh, yeah, welcome to my nightmare, billion-dollar babies. Uh, my favorite Cold Ethel yep. song about necrophilia. Uh, uh, yeah, there's there's so many of these great songs. Alice Cooper, yeah, you could just he is a he's in his own category altogether. And then you see interviews with him, and he's just like a completely normal dude. Like he's just like again, he's just playing. I think on that. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's completely an act. And when he's uh, he makes toast in the morning, just like everybody else, That's he doesn't, right. he doesn't he, spread blood on his toast. Just he's an jam like you he's and an I. incredible golfer. Golfing his, his <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. We, we, I tried to set, to set up a promotion where you could Who'd win a round with Alice Cooper, and his publicist came back and said there is something that he will not do, and he keeps his golfing life separate from his persona ballot. <laughs> so Vincent yeah. Fernier in no way will play with a fan. It's just one that way he kind of keeps hilarious. him separate from this insane world of music, you know? Good on him. Yeah, huh. I, I agree. Yeah, kid, yeah the, if, if you're doing the character thing, keep the character here and keep you over here. For sure. Unless he golfed, but dra- like with the fucking boa constrictor around his neck and everything, like he just went full Alice Cooper while golfing. <laughs> you know, the scariest thing for Halloween would be would be Vince Fernier and Brian Warner on a tandem bike riding down the street, <laughs> roller skating together, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, happy Halloween. 
I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something you say? <laughs> I guess. I guess. A couple things this weekend. Clocks, uh, the clocks go back because it's not dark enough when we wake up in the morning. So clocks go back this weekend. Oh, yeah. Is that this weekend? So extra right, extra yeah. hour of sleep. Hey, fellas, I got to go. All right. All right. See, see you guys. Was. See you, fellas. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark Lefave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.